happy 2023. We, well, I'm saying we because I'm here with my coworker. Hello. And we are coming to you live from a beach in the city that we live and work in. Um, for starters, I apologize for not recording anything since October 30th, but um, like I said a year ago when I started this podcast, that I was only going to record when I felt like I had something to talk about, and I just honestly have not had anything to talk about for the last three, four months, Um, but today I have a lot to talk about, and I happen to be here with my coworker. Um, and we are going to talk about all things work related. All things work related. And we have a lot of good things to talk about. Yes, we do. Because we had a big work meeting today, which prompted yeah, this conversation. Yes. Um, my coworker is also a licensed therapist. You can say your name. I don't know if you want to say your name on this one. Sure. I'm Christine. <laughs> I don't know if you want like, some anonymity or whatever. No. I'm Christine. They don't need my last name. Um... You have, I wouldn't be able to pronounce it anyways if she wanted me to share what her last right. name was. So where are we going to start with work We're going to start by saying that, first of all, <clears throat> we apologize for the radio in the background because we are taking our break from work, which is really important. Make sure you take your breaks and your lunches because you get those. <laughs> and so if you hear the radio in the background, it's because we have our radio with us just in case we get called out to a call. Um, so if you hear some muffling talk in the background that's what that is yeah yeah so today is all things workplace we should start with um and we had a kind of a good conversation about it was knowing your worth and -hmm. knowing when it's time to leave a job yeah and that it's okay to leave a job when it no longer brings you happiness or a sense of worth or peace peace or joy or when it starts costing you too much and don't go with the old adage of you have to stay at a job because it's a job. You don't stay at a job just because it's a job or because it pays a lot of money. You stay at a job because you spend the majority of your time mm-hmm. at your job, so you should enjoy your job. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. I've worked uh, a lot of jobs, and I know people always um, make comments about that, like, oh, you've hopped around a lot, especially since graduating from grad school. Um, but I feel like when I look at my resume, every single job that I have moved from and onto is because of a reason, like whether it's a pay increase, whether it's like a new experience, whether it's putting me more towards like the end goal of what I think I want to do. Um, I feel like all of my movement has been very, very positive and I don't regret any of my movement in moving jobs and switching jobs. And I think it's good to switch jobs because like I tell my clients is, you don't really know what you want until you figure out what you don't want. Yeah. And how do you get that? How do you know that is other than experience. So you have to go and work some things like, I know I don't ever want to work in the restaurant industry. That's just not my jam. It's not what I enjoy. Um, And I only know that because I was a barista at Starbucks for four weeks. (laughs) Four weeks? Four whole weeks. And I was like, I can't stand these people. And my voice started changing like, hi, welcome to Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah. And so I realized that that just wasn't for me. And I wouldn't have known that had I not given it four weeks of my life and figured out that that wasn't the line of work I wanted to do. No, and, like, I even think for us, like, I know a lot of people that go to school for a certain thing, right? So you and I both have our master's degrees Mm -hmm. in counseling or... Psychology. Psychology. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I mean, arguably we spent a lot of money, <clears throat> a lot of time doing this, um, but it's okay to get to a certain point to be like, what I thought I originally wanted to do when I entered grad school is actually not what I want to do. Um, what did you want to do? Social work? No, when I went, so when I went into grad school, I ultimately wanted to do like law enforcement co-response, um, which is why I took this job. Yeah, because um, I went um, right out of undergrad. I went to corrections and was a corrections officer for a little bit, and then went into grad school with the idea of working um, closely with law enforcement. wasn't really sure about like the being embedded with law enforcement. I wasn't really sure if that was a thing. But then through grad school, it's kind of what I knew that I wanted to do eventually. Um, which is why I think it's really great that that's kind of like the movement of the mental health field with law enforcement. But it's okay to... Yeah, I mean, I, know a lot, I mean, how many people have you met that have gone to school for something that they thought that they wanted to do and now are doing something completely different? A lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a bad thing. I mean, it's kind of like you've got to feel it out and get out yeah. there. I mean, I went to school and got my master's in forensic psychology and ended up um, completely I mean I still do like I have my own private practice doing psych autopsies but I realized that it's private pay and there's not a lot of people that have that kind of money mm -hmm. to just pay for it yeah um, so knowing that I still wanted to do this type of work like I wanted to work with like the law and wanted to work with law enforcement but I had gone into therapy thinking I wanted to be a therapist mm-hmm absolutely did not want to do that <clears throat> line of yeah. work. But I didn't know that until I got into it and realized that that yeah. wasn't my niche. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know, long story short, figure out your, know your worth in the workplace. Yeah. Know when it's time to say goodbye because you've outgrown. Just like in, like, relationships, right? Sometimes relationships stop serving you or stop serving a certain purpose in your life and it's okay to recognize that and say, like, I think, I think I'm outgrowing this space. Yeah. And that's always really hard to recognize because people that have been at careers for a long time or even four weeks at Starbucks, like you have a lot of like guilt or shame associated with potentially moving on, mm -hmm. um, for a variety of reasons because people are going to think that you just like hop jobs to jobs or that you're, who knows. Yeah, but, but you gotta do okay. what you gotta do. It feels good for you. Cause how many yeah. times have you like switched a job, and you're scared to do it? Because like it's scary, right? It's the fear Super of the unknown. Yeah. So you switch a job and you take another job, and you're like, oh god, I hope this was the right decision. But how many times have you submitted that resignation letter, and like the, like right after you do it, you have this huge sense of relief. Like, oh you're yeah. Like oh my gosh, like I can do this. This feels really good. Yeah. Yeah. So trust your gut. If it if it doesn't jive right make a decision lay it out and yeah do it. trusting your gut is also really important when it comes to setting boundaries at work yeah and that's a big thing we're going to talk about is boundaries <laughs> <laughs> I think my last podcast episode was actually um my brother-in-law and sister and I were wanting to talk about boundaries but we were about four bottles of wine deep and I don't really know that the conversation ever got to boundaries mm. um more importantly never got to work boundaries but I think work boundaries are really important, especially right now. Um, I mean, Christine and I don't work jobs where we get to work from home. And I don't think we really, the mental health field, um, the crisis field never really went work from home during COVID. But for lots of folks that do get to work from home, that's also another really important part of work boundaries. Because I have lots of clients who work from home who 
literally have no boundaries because everything's everything's, everything's at home. They don't, yeah. and they forget that like before COVID, they used to have a commute and they used to have to get up early to get to work, to shower, to eat breakfast, to drive 45 minutes in traffic. Um, they don't do that anymore, but um, they don't have that escape. They don't have that escape. Yeah. Like, even my commute is only maybe three, five minutes tops, but even just that three, five minutes, it's like, I get to, I get in my car, I plug in my phone, I listen to my music for that five minutes, and there's some separation between work and home, which to me is really important. Like, I need that. Well, in my last job, before I came here full time, I was in the house. Like, I did telehealth. Yeah, no. So I had telehealth all day long, and like, I woke up and it was dark, and when I got off my last client, it was dark, and I was like... Every day, just welcome to the Pacific Northwest, right? (laughs) It's dark all the time, and everything just kind of everything just was. I didn't even know what day it was because everything just kind of ran into the next day. And now, having the separation and being able to actually leave, even though I have like a 30 minute commute to work, it gives me that time to listen to music, to to talk to people that I like, talk to my friends who I rarely wanted to talk to after a long day of therapy. I didn't want to talk, I was talked out. Yeah, and to be able to actually have that time to myself, it's kind of my me time before. You know, my decompression before I start the job. And you said something really important that I don't, I mean, I don't know what occupations people are that listen to this podcast, but I think regardless, like as therapists, we spend most of our job, most of our time, especially in a private practice setting, talking to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't think people realize how exhausting that can be. It's exhausting. After even just like six clients, like I sometimes will only see six clients in a row and it's like after six clients, I'm literally spent That's and I want me. no social interaction. Yeah. And it's really hard. I think for people that don't work in the therapy field to be like, what do you mean? Like you don't want to hang out. It's like, I, I literally can't hang out. Like I don't right. have the social energy. I don't have the physical energy. I don't have the capacity anymore to, like, spend any more time with anybody. Um, and so it's, yeah, it's it's kind of challenging. Um, but in that sense, that's where I have to set a boundary, too. And that's more about boundaries outside of work. But nevertheless, it's a boundary. Um, well, and I also think that one of the things that I was thinking about, too, when you were just talking is how many times I am so appreciative of the fact that I work a different shift than my fiance. So Mm -hmm. like I, I work, I I work at three to 1am. So 3pm to Mm 1am and I work Sunday through Wednesday and she works day shift from eight to five. So super nice for the, yeah, for the first four days, I don't see her. And then when I do see her, it's just like that much better because when she gets off work, because she's a social worker, so when she gets off work, she doesn't want to talk, so she gets to come home and have the house quiet, and when I come home from work, she's already in bed, so I get that time to myself, so yeah. I don't have to talk. Yeah, yeah, And then we just kind of catch up and do your thing. Yeah, we just catch up when we have our days together after yeah. the work week. How, I don't know, like work, how do you set boundaries in the workplace? With my work people here? Or just like with you? General. I sometimes think that somebody should like, you know, like reality TV shows with like the GoPro up on the For window. Sure. I wonder what, like we could have our own. We'd have TV so show. many viewers. We, we would have, we so are many. our own comedy act. Really? <laughs> we, we are a comedy act. We are. And that there's no, there's, there's just no way around it. No. And people, and we have like 20 years between us. We have like 20 years we have more than that, Christine. Do we? How old are you? I'm 29. <laughs> we have like 20. <laughs> we have like 20. 
24 Plus years, years. <laughs> 23 years uh, uh, between us. We have is... no boundaries with each other. No. But here's the thing, though. Like, I feel like we still do have boundaries. When it comes to work. When it comes to work. Like, we know each other's um, expertise, yep. knowledge, comfort level. We also, I think, respect each other professionally. Yeah, but, as like, clinicians. If we go out to a call and Christine feels like... Molly, you're going to be better the, yep. the better clinician on this call. Like you take, the I take lead a step back versus you yeah. right. So I think even that is a is a boundary in and of itself. That even though you can still be really close with your coworkers and mm-hmm. you can still have like a a good relationship and a fun relationship, you still also know like when to turn it off and be professional and yeah, have that yeah. Which is I I think can be very challenging for some people because and that's where we get to the that's where we get to the whole point of that you know you're spending time with people at work do you spend time with them outside of work and I think you have to have a boundary with that too I'm not saying that you shouldn't go and spend time with people at work but I think you need to set your boundaries with that and like how much do you share with Mm -hmm. that person can you share that much I mean are they trustworthy or are they like the office gossip and like knowing how much you share I make it a really big policy of myself to not makes business with pleasure so like the people I work with I don't typically go out and do things with unless I build that relationship with them that's built on trust sure um um yeah I think it's important um because sorry our other friend just pulled up (laughs) we're talking about workplace boundaries we're talking about workplace boundaries um Yeah, I, I see. I am a little bit different. I hang out with people outside of work that I work with. Um, but that could be an age thing with us too. Do you yeah. think? What? An age thing with us too? Potentially could be an age thing. Like I've kind of learned, like yeah. throughout, like yeah. a lot of career choices that you don't do that. You don't. Make I just don't. Pleasure. Yeah. But I also think that, like what you said though, um, in terms of like knowing, I don't know. You have to know your. Uh, you have to you know, know your people. Yeah, you have to know who. And I don't know how to. I don't know how to. But here's the thing: how you who you can trust, who you can't trust, who you want to trust, who you don't want to trust. Yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. And um, and you find that stuff out, right? Like you go out with people, and then if you come back the next day or a week later, and you find out that they just spread everything that you did. Yeah. That night, that maybe that's not a person that you go and hang out with again. Yeah. And that's all. That also adds another challenge, right? Where like when you have to. Um, have those hard conversations with coworkers about like, hey, yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough conversation. So that's where you have to make the decision when you go into a job. Am I going to, you know, mix business with pleasure? Am I going to be friends with people? Am I going to date my coworkers? Am I going to do all of those things, knowing in the back of your mind that like it could, it could end badly. It could turn bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then what happens then? Yeah. And kind of exploring that, which I don't know necessarily if that's a boundary or if that's just keeping yourself Good ethical decisions, being aware of things. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know if that's a, a boundary necessarily, but or just making good choices and being self-aware. Yeah. So let's talk about the assertiveness. So that's a really interesting one because so here's the thing, guys. Um, I've been in, a, been in a couple of situations recently with work where I have felt um, the need to speak up and express concerns and express, uh, I don't know, sort of assert a level of knowledge um, 
especially to a group of people who don't have the same background in, in education as I do. Um, and it's really interesting because each time that I have either, it's been over like via email or in person, I've always made a comment to Christine about, you know, gosh, I hope I didn't come off like super spicy or, um, excuse my French, like a bitch. Yeah. And that one that you just sent me with regard to the email, um, and you said, gosh, I really didn't expect that to be forwarded to everybody. Like I had taken some people in, you Mm -hmm. know, different positions off of that and just kind of sent it to us Mm -hmm. as a whole, as our group. And it got forwarded back to the same people. And I actually, when I read it, I, I thought it was actually a knowledge. It was a knowledgeable thing. So it's like, I'm spreading this knowledge because I think next time it could be better perceived and and maybe processed in a different way where you took it as maybe you thought you were being spicy, but I actually thought that it was a really good learning lesson for those that didn't know. Sure. Um, I thought it was more assertive than being spicy. And I just feel like that is also like maybe a mixture of like confidence levels and also like a mixture of just being a female in the workplace. Like we, as I think just as women in general are, are more. And it's a male dominated workplace too. It is. Yeah. And I think females just in general are more, um, submissive, Mm -hmm. right. We're kind of, we don't want to speak up because it might be taken as we're being bitches. Mm -hmm. Right. And like who wants to work with complaining or complaining or, um, and even like, you know, today we had a work meeting and I spoke up a couple times and afterwards Christine and I debriefed <laughs> and I was like, man, I feel like I was kind of spicy a couple times and you kind of, you made I the said same the comment. same thing because the person who is in a really, a, a lot higher position than we're in, um, said, oh, you're pistol firing at me. And I was like, uh. and so afterwards I was like, Molly, was I pistol firing? And I said, I just feel like there was so much talking going on on that end that I had to like get in there any chance I could to speak because I was being, but it's being perceived as pistol fire, which is kind of a negative like term. I thought it was really a negative Um, term. Actually, you know, and that that was kind of negative. It is super negative. Um, and so I don't know, I feel like I, obviously that's a place that like personally I have some work to do that recognizing that it's okay in the workplace to stand up for myself and to be assertive and to, um, ask for things that I know I am worth and ask for things that I know I should be provided um, and stick up for the fact that like you know I went to school I have a higher degree I have a license yeah. that has taken me you know three and a half years to get I've spent a lot of money on school on a test on classes right. on, on a whole bunch of other stuff um, and so it I think it's... I'm going to have to provide liability insurance on ourselves, which is also another cost that's... Right. And I, I mean, I so I think it's really just learning to be assertive. And I, and I don't want to say this, you know, as like, go out there and be an asshole, right? Like, you can be assertive and still be very respectful and um, have some, what is it, tact? Is that the yeah. word? Yeah. Um, but... I think it's okay, and I think as women, especially, I would consider myself a young woman, um, it's okay to have that confidence in yourself to say, I, I'm going to is what This is my worth, and this yeah. is what I... Especially in, like, a field like we're in, where on the law enforcement side, it's very male-dominated. On the mental health professional side, more female-dominated for sure, but the mental health field in general is very submissive, just because... As therapists, that's just kind of our, that's our, our thing. nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's a good boundary to set to recognize that it's okay to be assertive. It's okay to ask for what you want and, and not then, be afraid that you're going to be taken as 
being a bitch. Well, yeah, and in our role, too, I mean, the thing that I was trying to bring across in the meeting today, too, is that on top of the fact of everything that you've just mentioned, we also have our own mental health that we need to take care of. And I think that's something, even if you're not in the mental health field, like, your mental health is is just as important as the mental health that you're providing because if your mental health's not good, how are you providing any good service to somebody else? That's what they always say. Like, if you left tomorrow, your job would be posted. For sure. Tomorrow. For sure. Like, you, you... And I, and this is like not a fun thing to hear ever, but like you are 100% replaceable. Mm -hmm. And I have had that sort of, I don't know if it's egotistical, but like I've had that idea of like, you're never going to find somebody like me. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, sure. They're never going to find somebody. They will, they'll never find somebody just like me who can do the job just like me, but they will find somebody to warm your seat. Of course. And so if you allow any job, right. To burn you to the ground. They don't actually care. They're going to replace you tomorrow once you leave. Yeah. And so it's also, what did you say? Taking time before you leave your time? Yeah. There was a, there was a client of mine that I had um, that worked for Amazon. And she has a really difficult family dynamic because she has a kid who has autism. And she also works full time. And she's also the breadwinner of the house. Mm, so she lot. has a lot of stress that's on her. And she once had this really great boss that told her... I think it's really important for you to take time before you need time. And it really resonated with me because so often we burn ourselves to the point of having to take the time off because we're sick or we're run down or mentally we're just not okay and okay to go to work. And I love the idea of plan those vacations. Mm -hmm. Take the time away from work. Have something to look forward to. Have something to look forward to. Have something that sparks up your life. Your job should not be your life. That's that other saying that says um, uh, we work to live, not live to work. Yeah. Right. I mean, we need to, we work so that we can provide ourselves an income to do the things that we love to do. Sure. Yeah. Not the opposite. Not the way opposite. Around. Yeah. So. Especially because it's like 40 hours a week is already a really long, a lot, a large amount of time to spend at work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would argue that like, <laughs> unfortunately, probably most people work more than 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And then what do you have left? And then what do you have left? If um, your bank is empty mm-hmm. and everybody else is full. And how do you replenish your bank if you're not yeah. getting something back that fills And up? I always, I use this analogy a lot because um, it's easy to understand. But, like, I think of, like, your car, right? If you don't, what happens if, like, you don't fill up your car with gas? Mm-hmm. Or you don't get an oil change. in today's day and age, you don't charge your car because okay, yeah, easy ways to get those. Um, or you don't change your oil. Or you get a flat tire and you don't change your flat tire or you drive around one of those donut tower tires like at some point your car stops working yep. it stops functioning it starts it might run but it's not going to run effectively down. or efficiently it starts breaking down things start making weird noises starts mm-hmm. doing weird things i look at myself almost as if i'm a car that if i if i wake up every single morning with a full tank of gas right there's things throughout my day that i have to expend energy on right mm-hmm. like i have to come to work right. and work does take some of my gas out of me like that's just it is what it is mm-hmm. um but am I doing things throughout the day to replenish that am I I don't know like taking a lunch break am I taking a lunch break am I maybe calling my mom because my calling my mom makes my energy level go up oh, or like when we went to Metropolitan Market we, we went, went downstairs we went to my when we that was stairs. a serotonin boost. 100. When you go someplace where it makes you feel good, there's some things to look happy. at. There's fun things that make you happy. You FaceTime your family. You FaceTime a friend. 
like sit down sometimes and I sit and for a little book. bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and people will always judge me like at work. They'll be like, "Do you ever work? You're just sitting here doing nothing." Like, yeah, no, I'm doing this because if I don't sit here, which I'm not going to be good when I go on a call. There are sometimes where I literally don't have much to do, and so yeah, I pick up a book. But yeah, it's like I have to fill up my gas tank so that I run effectively when I need myself to run effectively. And how often do we actually get a lunch break? Like honestly, I, like yeah. when you're in the field that we're in, like you could sit down to eat and it it's inevitable almost every time well like, even like I, I try to explain people that don't work in like therapy especially yeah. like the private practice world they're like sometimes I will see six or seven clients in a row right and that is back to back every hour oh, I've been there I I'm lucky if I get like a sip of water me too or yeah. if I get to pee or go to the bathroom <laughs> exactly so it's like we because you get like 10 minutes in between clients if yeah. that sometimes seven and I mean, you do not have time if you have to do a case note yeah. or you have to go to the bathroom or get a drink of water. And so, so like it's, and that, that's also like a poor boundary on myself, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't schedule my lunch breaks and I should. And so scheduling your lunch breaks, doing the things that you need to do to feel, to fill up your gas tank is super, super important. Right. Um, and yes, yeah, so, I don't know. I use that analogy a lot and I'm not, I'm not, I will honestly say I'm not the best at it. But how, yeah, and I mean, and think about it. How many people that are possible listening to this podcast actually take their lunch time? Like, how many people? How many people? Like, honest to God, how especially many? the people that work from home. Like, right, you it's so not. easy to like just go grab a sandwich. Yes, go quickly make a sandwich. Go quickly heat up your lunch and go sit back down in front of your computer and get back to work. Well, and half the time when I go get my lunch and I heat it up and I get back to my desk to eat it, then a call will come out and I got to run out the door to go to a call. Yep. And my lunch just sits there until I get back a couple hours later. Yeah. Take your lunch breaks, folks. Yeah. Take, take a break. Yes. Take those breaks. And they're like, required by law. So, I mean, <laughs> and like, you're, really, you got to take them. Yeah. Take them. So take them. Take them. Do the things that fill up your gas tank. Yeah. Whatever that looks like. Like Sleeping this. In. Like this. That's like what we're great. doing right now. This is a serotonin boost. Right. I mean, I'm watching. Yeah, what plank. is a serotonin boost? Like, think of those things. Like, people always say self care, and I think that's such a stupid. I hate, I the hate idea that self care. Right. I hate this self care. I mean, because but for some people, like, self care for I'll go me. Take a warm bath, go meditate. Okay, and like, that's for great me, for people. For me, I love baths, but, yeah. like, that's not a form of self care because I usually get hot. I usually <laughs> right. get overstimulated, and <laughs> I need to get the F out of that bath before I start sprinkling up like a. But, like, for me, for example, like, serotonin boost is the gym. And I know that that's very cliche. It sounds really lame. But, like, I... Sounds dreadful. What? Sounds dreadful. Well, and I like like to work out. I like how I feel after I work out. Me too. I'm not saying that, like, I wake up and I'm like, I gotta work out. But I know that I, after I work out... Feel great. I feel good. I feel... Like I can eat a pint of ice cream, <laughs> and I do. And you can, guys. I ate a whole Met Market cookie today. And if you don't live in Washington or you've I never been to Met Market, and had you've never had a cookie. cookie. I'm sorry. Um, I can't have nuts. It so is. So I can't have it. But I watched her enjoy it. I watched. I watched her enjoy it. She. It is. Just happy. How big do you think it is? It's like this. Oh, size. it's a monster. It's, it's huge. It's huge it and probably, thick. It's, it's a thick. thick. It's thick, and I look up me, the cookie met market, and you'll know what we're talking about. It is worth the four dollars and probably the X amount of calories. But guess what? <laughs> I don't care because it made me feel good. I needed it today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's worse vices, right? And that's a whole other topic. <laughs> it's about, a whole other topic. That's a whole other topic about a topic about not earning your food, which we could talk about. I could, yeah. Lord have mercy. I could talk Barbara, about that. next podcast um, for sure. But yeah, take your breaks. I don't even know what we were talking about. Do the things that fill your cup. Do the things that make you feel good. You're like, not going to pour from an empty What cup. are some of the, like, sit down right now and like, think about some of the things that when you 
hear like your five senses, right? Like yeah. something you smell, something oh you God, see, something you. I am, but you know what? I always think about that because when I get in those moments where I'm like, oh, yeah. I just need to feel happy right now. I'm like, what? You know, like we walked by and I smelled that candle, and I was yeah. like, God, I love the smell of that candle. Yeah. Or I love baking, so there was like this whole baking section, and I was like, God, this is so awesome. I yeah. and I was like, Oh, I, I need new tablespoons. <laughs> so stupid, like. <laughs> or I was like, happy. Yeah, I was like, Oh my God, they have cookbooks. I love cookbooks. Yeah, but you things, have to like do that. things like that. Yeah, for sure. And it like, I mean, we have the flexibility to do it at work because we can get in a car and like go drive around and stop at my market or stop at Trader Joe's or we only get stop that one day coffee. Week, coffee. I know we do together. Yeah, but, we only work together one day. But even on the days that we don't work together, like I still have to focus really heavily on like, am I getting frustrated sitting at my desk all day? Like, can I just get in the car and go for a quick drive? Or I bring my AirPods to work and like listen to music that makes me feel good. Um, because regardless of what field you work in, you might not work in a field that, that takes a lot of energy in the same way that it does in the mental health field. You still work and mm-hmm. work regardless of what it is, whether you're sitting at a desk, whether you are in the helping profession. I don't know how teachers do it. I don't know if I could, I could never be a teacher. No, I mean, terrible. like, I could, n- I don't know how they do it, but like your, your energy is being expended. So you got to get it back and you got to set workplace boundaries and you got to say, no to the shitty yes. people and you I mean you know and what you I did know you know what I did today places. I'm gonna tell you all this too I took my work email off my phone good for you that's super that's important. huge checking my because I, I get in a pattern I'm like I don't want to go back and have 40 emails but I also learned from our other co-worker uh-huh. that he doesn't check his email he doesn't do he doesn't answer his phone no nope. he's like when he is he has the best boundaries when it comes to when my day is done, I'm done on my Friday, like I'm done and yeah. I'm not going to see you again until I come back and whatever you have going on can either be handled by us or can be handled by somebody else. And I know for a fact there are so many people that oh. check their email, answer texts, oh, you yeah. know, so think about like work. social media, like sometimes you just have to delete the social media. My partner told me the other night, you know what would be really nice is if you would stop checking your emails while we're out together so so and nice. don't so talk about she work notices she noticed it she goes and i really don't want to hear about your work yeah see yeah and that's an eye-opener because i'm like oh i don't even realize i'm doing it like it's so commonplace for me just to check in and see what's yeah. up and like again it gives us some sense of it probably gives us some serotonin like right like what's going right on what's, what's going on but like he made a good point because i responded to that email when i wasn't even at work i responded to it last night sitting mm-hmm. on my couch watching tv mm-hmm. and it's like no way and he called you on it too he, he called like, me on it why are you why are you working on your, why are you checking your emails on your day off yep so yeah it's a good so reminder. even this is a really good example that you're listening to two therapists talk about boundaries and yet we have not bad great boundaries, boundaries. <laughs> yeah but you know what they say when you're what a therapist, <laughs> you know, there's a little bit of crazy in every therapist. Well, yeah. I guess if you weren't crazy, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be, be in this field. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's very true. But yeah. so wrapping it up, what did we learn? It's okay to outgrow your work and your job. It's okay to make a job change. It's okay to make job changes until you are happy. Know your people. Know your, know people. your people. You can hang out with people outside of work, but make sure they're trustworthy people your people not posting you drunk on tiktok the next day and oh man that'd be terrible i um, haven't had that happen but you did i didn't oh but if it happened that'd be horrible that'd be horrible i just think that we like as humans we're so trusting and like we want we're social beings right so like we come to work this is work is such a weird place because it's so many things it's obviously where you work and like 
kind of make a living. But it becomes like your dating pool if you're mm-hmm. single. It becomes your social pool. It oh, becomes that's everything. Another thing about dating in the workplace, right? But it becomes everything for you. Mm-hmm. And so, as social beings, it's like we're, we gravitate towards people that I don't know that kind of meet our energy. Mm-hmm. That we think, oh yeah, I can be friends with you. Before we know it, we're hanging out outside of work. You're dating your coworkers. You're doing all these things, and it backfires. And, and yeah. things are really things. And we've we have a, I've I've seen it more times than it happened that things get nasty in the workplace. And ugly, and then it becomes awkward, and then everybody around you is affected. Yeah, so know your people in the workplace, and even just know your people enough to say, like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, no thanks. Yeah, and take the time to do something good for yourself that makes you feel good. Take your lunch breaks. Take your lunch breaks. Take your break. Take your break. Don't get up out of bed and roll straight onto your computer if you work from home. God, no. Do something Give yourself else. some time to have a cup of coffee, watch something, watch a TikTok. Yeah. Do, I mean, yeah. do something that makes you... Makes you feel good. Feel good. And before you go to bed, too. Like, do something that decompresses you before you lay down to bed. Yeah. I watch Three's Company. I don't even I, know if you know what that is. I mean, you're young. Yes, I know what it is. Okay. Well, I watch that every night because you don't <laughs> I, have to pay attention to it. I put nope. sleep time around 30. I think I'm out in two minutes. I take a, sh- I take a super hot shower. Yeah. You watch TV in bed. Was that a bad thing? Yes, it's a terrible thing. Why? TV Sometimes in bed. Sometimes we'll lay in bed and cuddle in the morning and we'll watch a movie, like You're a lifetime not... movie. Okay, well, that's one thing. Maybe I'll just watch TV. I don't really I don't watch have a TV it. Here's in the, the thing. bedroom. I have a TV in the bedroom only because when I come home and I need to decompress, I turn on Three's Company. I don't watch it because I've seen every episode 500,000 yeah. times. That's literally how like, my family so is it's like Seinfeld. it's like. You know, what, you know what I love about Three's Company? This is another thing that kind of like makes those feel-good moments. Is that Three's Company, they didn't have cell phones. They didn't have computers. Like if they wanted to see somebody, they went and knocked on their door. And sure. they met at the Regal Beagle to have a drink. That's how you got together. <laughs> I mean, that's what I mean. I'm just saying. That's how they got together, right? And so for yeah. me, I love that life was so much simpler then. They oh, didn't have sure. all the technology. And so yeah. for me, I just it's refreshing for me that I can just sit there and literally I don't even watch it. Don't it's like two minutes, it. I'm out. I my sh- that show for me is Friends. Like I just oh, have yeah, Friends on in the sure. background. I've probably watched it through I, I don't know at least a hundred times. And it's actually funny. My one of my um, my best friend and I were talking about the other day. She lives in Arizona, and we were talking about we've watched Friends from start to finish probably a hundred times. Mm-hmm. And each time that I've watched it, because like I the, the age that I am right now is the age that they are in Friends. Mm-hmm. Like towards the end of the oh, the end of the series, they're yeah. all like around thirty. And it's so funny because her and I were talking about how, as we got older, we we noticed different things in the season and in the episodes that like we can relate to. Like that's funny. Just as life changes, like she's experiencing a lot of life stuff and can relate to a lot of the Friends episodes. And there's been times where I can relate to a lot of the Friends yeah. episodes and certain characters. But that's whatever. it's a feel good show. It's a feel good show. So yeah. that's my show. Find a feel good show. I go home and take a super hot shower, get my pajamas, talk to my cat for a little bit. Um, oh, cat snuggles. Oh, snuggle with your pets. The they're the best. They're the best. They're literally the best. That's a really good, yeah. good moment, too. Cat snuggles. Yeah, the purring. I mean, and they they say that that's really good for you. Like, yeah, I don't know. Something's good. Know. It works for us. Really <laughs> we're cat people. Don't mind us. We're cat people. We're not dog people. We're uh, yeah, go home, take a shower, watch a TV show, not in bed because it's not good for you. Goodbye, um, on the couch and then go to bed. Read a yeah. book. Do something good for yourself. Decompress before you go, like, go to bed because... You don't want to take all that garbage with you. you I have know. a book that I read sometimes when I go to bed. It just depends. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. That's our, that's our lesson for today. That's our lesson for today. But you know what? We would love to, we would love to hear from you. We'd, like, leave a comment 
Like you can you leave comments, right? People leave I comments. I think you can, yeah. Yeah. Um, leave a comment if there's something that else you want to hear from us or if there's another topic that you yeah. think is important. Let us know. We'll, yeah. We will take our break and do another podcast. Because this brings me a serotonin boost. Absolutely. This now we not, can go back on and yeah. be like, Heck yeah, need? we're ready. We're ready. We've got an hour left at work. Yes. Not and even it's my minutes. Friday and it's your Monday. It's my Monday. God. I know. It's What's the second thing? It's okay. It's crap. It's crap. <laughs> it's crap. It's crap. Crap is the word of the day. Crap is the word of the day. Um, all right. Well, all right. Cool. Um, That's it. That's take our got. lessons. Be productive employees. Take your breaks. And remember that it's okay you, to speak up. You're replaceable. Yeah. So speak up. <laughs> speak up. Get what you want. Yeah. Outgrow your places. Move on to new places. Yeah. Ask for a raise. Ask for the a worst raise. The worst thing I can say is, no. sorry, we don't have the money. And you say, well, sorry, I don't want to work here. I mean, it's really easy. It is. It is. It is. It is. Ask for a raise. Ask for what you want because literally the worst thing that they can say is no. Absolutely. And guess what? Then you go find some place that is going to pay you what you're worth. Pay you what you're worth. Give you what you need. Yeah. Do all the things. For real. And know your people. Christine, you're my people. <laughs> Molly Kins, you're my people. <laughs> All right, well, that's all. That's what we got. That's what we got. Go do good things. Okay, go good go go do good, good things. things. <laughs> that was a tongue twister. Bye. Bye guys.